0: Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff. As always, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Or you can find us on the Instagram at carolinasportstalk. Man, oh man, oh man, it's been way too long and I really shouldn't have left you guys that long. I missed you did y'all miss me man we missed a whole lot there was a bunch going on since we've last been together including the nfl draft and before we get down deep into that and tell you how the carolina panthers won the draft i gotta give you guys what you want um i keep saying every time i get them on here it's like yo the people are clamoring they're wanting you they're like yo where is he where's the guy we want him this time I brought him back once again. It's everybody's favorite DJ. DJ High Star in the building. What's good with you, bro? What's happening, man?
1: It's the main man, DJ High Star. What's happening, uh, over my Carolina sports sports. <laughs> the Sports Talkers. Yeah, Sports Talkers. We're
0: gonna work on the name. I'm I'm gonna get that to stick. Sports Talkers is gonna be what it is. But nah, like several people have really hit me up, bro, and said they like you on the show. So I I also, guess I know.
1: appreciate that uh sincerely whoever you know and everybody out there.
0: Clearly one of them is our frat brother. Rue to the brus. you know saying good brus, Christopher Dickey. But we have a lot to talk about like I said, it's talking about that NFL draft, man. Um it was an amazing draft as I proceeded to tell you guys several weeks ago. Uh the first two were locked up but it really started at 3. I thought it was going to be at 4 but Um, it took a turn at three that even I was not prepared for. And just in case you missed it, and if you did, what rock were you under? First 10 picks of the NFL Draft 2021, Mr. Trevor Lawrence to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mr. Zach Wilson to the New York Jets, and Mr. Trey Lance to the San Francisco 49ers. Number four broke my heart, Kyle Pitts Mm -hmm. went to the Atlanta Falcons. Number uh, five, Jamar Chase went to the Bengals, which is another shocker. Um, the Miami Dolphins drafted Jalen Waddle. The Lions got Suell, who I really wish we had. Your Carolina Panthers. We drafted JC Horn. And the number nine pick, the Denver Broncos, got Pat Sertain to the second. And then the Eagles rounded off the top 10 with Devontae Smith. So High Star, of the top 10, which pick just kind of stood out to you the most? Uh,
1: of course, you know, you had number three um, in San Fran's pick,
0: and they... Who did you have in that spot before before the draft?
1: Um,
0: were you thinking I, anybody for them? Were you thinking they were going quarterback, or...? Yeah, I, I felt quarterback, but I was just following... Checking it out? Um, following,
1: like, your Kuipers of the world or all of the other mock drafts, so I was... Um, who was the other quarterback that was Mac Jones yeah, was Matt. who a lot of the folks was putting into right. that spot, right? And so that's why I was thinking and just kind of figuring out different ways that really that pits would drop or how in in any kind
0: of mm. world or whatever. Like you're that. trying to but see him get to number eight,
1: right? But um, you know uh, those those two stood out to me for the most part, uh, but at the same time it just felt. It felt on schedule when Pitts went when he left. It. it was like.
0: It was right on time. Yeah. whole time. Listen, so when I was watching a draft and it, like you said, when that number three pick, I think that one was probably one that stood out to me the most. And literally when they said Trey Lance quarterback, my mouth went, wow. There was no planet that I thought the Niners were going to go with Trey Lance. So
1: I, with that happening, sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. But I was just in the mindset that, all right, now anything could happen.
0: Literally literally and, and like I was hoping after that that the, the Atlanta Falcons were going to do something crazy like I thought they were going to get Justin Fields like whole time it's like it seemed like a real good pick bring the Georgia boy back home I know it, it, it but apparently they, they got some uh, <laughs> faith in Mr. Matt Ryan like that they were like nope, let's just load him up with some weapons and at the end of the day though Kyle Pitts is going to be like that and, and, I, and I think with respect to that that's what made the number 8 pick even that much more uh sensible for me. In watching some of the co- coverage that the four letter had, they talked about they did a little special with certain ones they had um was the linebacker out of Penn State's name um uh, Michael Parsons. It was Michael Parsons, it was J.C. Horn. They had Kyle Pitts on there. Uh they also had your boy from Ohio State. They had um they went 12 to the um I mean um Justin Fields, they had Justin Fields on there as well. And so what they were essentially doing is having some pre-draft workouts, some of the interviews and those guys together. And they asked him, they was like, so Kyle, the whole time that you were in in college, who was the toughest cover for you? He's like, oh, it's by easy. It was easy by far It's JC Horn. Like it was hard for that dude, just, just trying to catch anything with that dude covering me. And that knowing that in the division, the Panthers are going to have to cover this guy two times a year for the next foreseeable amount of years, why not go and get somebody of this caliber who was going to instantly upgrade your defense and now take that much less pressure to that much more pressure off of your quarterback, even though we've got all the weapons and and then we'll get into a little bit what they did with that side of the draft. It made sense that they took JC Horn, who's going to be the one of the best persons to cover this man. He's done it all throughout college. Yeah. I
1: mean, and then just following in the lineage of the Panthers, I think, a lot of Panther fans feel like they dropped the ball with the Norman situation, and mm-hmm. after that, just from from Norman, they've been we've been looking for kind of an identity, especially in that secondary. Chin kind of gave us a little bit of that. Yeah, D. Jack got the year. swag of it, man. Right, whenever you, whenever you, you can't be a one man show. In other words, in a secondary, you always right. like so when you had like the Legion of Boom out there in Seattle or something, it was like you yeah. need you know what I mean at least a, at least a corner safety combo. Mm-hmm. That could be out there, you know, bussing up, um, busting up routes and stuff like that and disrupting routes. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah. Or if you have that lockdown corner, you mm-hmm. know, reminiscent of like a Revis or something like that. And then you got somebody like Chin just playing over the top. It, you know, mm-hmm. that stirs up crazy, crazy. KIs or whatnot in the secondary
0: yeah with Thieves Ave of 2015 that's exactly what they were you had the hard-hitting safety you had J-No on the left side you had some other quality guys on the right side too like the boys played their roles man and and so we really really could be getting back to Thieves Ave man I am excited about the defense but when you mentioned Josh Norman that made me think about the number situation so our first round draft pick um, has already chosen his number not sure if you saw it he chose the number eight Okay. Uh, in co- in college at Carolina at South Carolina, he was number one. Okay, but you know Panthers ain't ready to give up that number one just yet. <laughs> so shout out to him. But the number twenty four was what he originally wanted to do in honor of Kobe Bryant. Mm. But instead, he went with number eight. And I going so-
1: to say, Bradbury got that two four. He with did. No issues,
0: right? He did, but at the same time. You instantly think of great Panther quarterback cornerbacks of right. the last several years when you think of the twenty-four. So that now gives him, especially with taking advantage of the new rule changes with the jerseys, that the cornerbacks can now wear any number between one and forty-nine. He's like, well, sure. let me go ahead and be one of the ones to put this eight on the map because it used to be a cornerback, like a, a quarterback or punter type number. Right. So now you're gonna be seeing it out there in the in secondary, looking for them double digits, big numbers. Now here comes number eight. Talking on that ball, mm-hmm. bro. So he gets a chance to really establish like, a number for himself, too. It's going to be looking like college games and stuff exactly, like that. Exactly, dog. Yo, Tom Brady is all big about it and upset, big mad and upset. Bro, I'm liking it, bro. I'm here for it, man. To see all these cats getting rocked at different numbers. Because, like, when the receivers in the early 2000s were able to start wearing the low ditch, like your 19s and your 17s, mm-hmm. even that I was here for. But now to get them all the way down into one, oh, man, it's. It's gonna be like that, just like you said. As long as we don't see like multiples of the same number on the field, like on right. one on defense and one on a pro- right. and on offense, then I'll be all right with that, though. So, but yeah, the draft, like I said, it was it was exciting. It overall, I think I think the Panthers had one of the best drafts. What grade are you giving them? Oh, A mm. And I'm gonna tell you, in talking with another fan off the air, I, I'm gonna tell you like I really told him, I honestly believe this is the best draft that the Panthers have ever had. I'm gonna let that marinate the best draft that the Panthers have ever had in the 27 years now or 26 years of the franchise. And here's why they were aggressive in the needs that we had on the defense, even though they just went all defense, every pick last year, the first, the very first pick this year, still defense to make that a strength. So now an area that used to be a weakness, we've been able to upgrade to strengths with the holes that they filled in, in free agency, There wasn't anything that we absolutely had to have. Yeah, we wanted new uh, tackles, perhaps offensive tackles, but we addressed that. But we got it in a point of value. They traded down twice. So when we whereas we went into the draft with only seven picks, we left out with 11 selections, bro because they traded down twice and every one of them were value at their spot from the wide receiver to the cornerback, to the tackle, to even a long snapper. A lot of folks said, man, there was a lot of good players left on the board at the sixth, in the sixth round. Why would they take a long snapper? J.J. Jensen, the Carolina Panthers' current long snapper, is one of the longest tenured snappers in the league. Mm-hmm. And as a result, even at a league minimum, his salary was going to hit us with about a $1.3 million cap this year. By ha- drafting what was literally widely touted the best long snapper in college football last year out of Alabama, exactly, we were able to not only now have that position be something that we've got the best and who could, could potentially be a Pro Bowler for years. Right, we get to save one point three on the cap as well. So, the like moves like that that were far seeing and long term were beautiful and made this by far one of the best drafts that I think we've. Ever. Like, like I said, not even one of the best draft, man. It's like the value picks, the additional picks, the aggression. It it was perfect, man. And honestly, it's going to be scary for some folks in the NFC South, man, if they think they're going to come in and sleep on the Carolina Panthers, man.
1: How What percentage of the players that we've drafted do you feel like we're going to retain and keep?
0: Honestly, I can say of the 11, I wouldn't be shocked to see eight of them make the roster and be contributors this year um there was one of them uh and i i'm not gonna i forget which um round he was but the the little smaller linebacker defensive back guy i'm not sure if he's gonna be able to be a, a, a fit especially with the competition that i am thinking. Shelly, yeah i'm not sure if the rest of them going to have that um the the he's not gonna be able to compete with them let's just right. say it like that six two one eighty seven slimmer guy hmm and and he's From watching... Average
1: at best, like as far as speed.
0: I was just getting ready to say, watching him in there, I can see he's a contributor. He's got a hawk for the ball, but he looked average with the college players. And you know, there's a step up once you get to that league. So, I mean, maybe they bring him in and see, you know, what he can do. And if he makes the noise, yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if somebody of his caliber wasn't the ones to make it in. But overall, I love the draft, man. Was there anything, any other picks or anything that kind of stood out to you throughout the draft or...
1: Um, again, just with the the Mac Jones uh, Trey Lance situation,
0: uh, that
1: you know that that was again just a bigger thing for me. i have never been if you know I, I won't admit all that, but <laughs> you know with the draft is cool. I'm I'm normally a, a post draft uh, you know catch the grades and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm only is it bad to say the only draft that I acknowledge is the fantasy.
0: Listen, <laughs> shout out to Fantasy Draft. Yeah, it's going to be dope this year. Exactly. But yeah. let me ask you this. Talking about the draft itself. I liked last year. We talked on a previous episode, you and I, about the different um, effects of the a COVID virtual. pandemic and stuff and being, doing things virtual. I understand he was happy to be out there. But did you catch the whole, the same chair that I sat in last year is on the stage. And now I got all these people sitting in my chair. One, I don't buy that that was his chair. Who said that? The, the commissioner. Oh, okay. So as, um it, for those of you who may have missed it, during the NFL draft this year in the first round, well, most of the rounds from what I could tell in the coverage, um, the commissioners, the chair that he sat in and announced the picks in last year, they actually brought the, and I'm doing the air quotes for you guys, the alleged same chair and had it on the stage. Um, and so they picked random fans that were in attendance to come up and sit in the chair while that team's. Pick was being announced. And so with Jacksonville, the, it was a older black lady, looked like somebody, grandma auntie, who makes some real good potato salads. So y'all already know what time it is. Give you mean me? bean arms. Yeah. But uh no, so they had her come in and was sitting on the stage. You could tell she was genuinely excited. Because again, they just it was just fans who were in attendance who were out there. And then they gave him the chance to say, hey, uh, you come up to the stage. And so she was just wiling, wiggling in the chair. I was like, no way, bro, is taking that chair back. You got all these random straight. Listen, I don't have time like friends of mine coming to my crib. And sitting in my <laughs> <seat>. <laughs> Nah, chill, chill, chill. But no, for real, these are strangers randomly, bro, in a pandemic coming in, sitting in this chair that's going back in your house. Nah, I wasn't with that, bro. But what you think? You think that was really his chair? No. <laughs> Simple
1: as that. All right. Listen, man. Just one nope. It's yeah, because there's there's conspiracy theory, theories that I think of way deeper than that. So that's definitely plausible. <laughs> All
0: right. But yeah, so the number one pick, one other thing about the draft before we get ready to move forward. The number one pick, thirty seconds after they announced that uh Mr. Lawrence was in fact the the pick, they one of the uh reporters, um, The young lady, I forget her name, but she was like, yes, and they've known for a while that he was going to be their pick. So much so that he has been practicing with the team virtually, of course, to respect uh, whatever, whatever, but practically he's been learning the playbook and practicing virtually with the team. It's like, that's cheating. (laughs) Like, I know that he's the number one pick, but, bro, how do you get a (laughs) three-month start on everybody else? playbook, right. Right, like they literally sent him the playbook. They literally like were teaching him and installing the offense. like They're in a, an advanced headache, like an advanced start to get their head bust because does there anybody that really listens to this show or that knows sports that think that Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be good this year? High Star, do you? Exactly, and I rest my case.
1: Even with Shout the, out to Clemson, South Carolina.
0: Yeah, one time. But even with what they've done recently, if you've not seen the news, The Jacksonville Jaguars are in talks to sign a new tight end. Kyle Pitts? Nope, nope. They didn't work out some magical trade. Uh, Hold on, hold on. However, you are are close. The Kyle Pitts. Tommy Tremble. It it was, in fact, a Florida player. Tommy Tremble. Negative, Ghost Rider. Uh, But
1: TT? Am I getting Uh, closer? You're
0: getting closer with it. So, Tim Tebow. You can't spell (laughs) Tebow without tight end. Yeah, clearly. T...
1: You got to keep all of that. (laughs)
0: Bro. Yo, I'm sorry, y'all. I normally be in my show mode, and I'm keeping all of this on here, so y'all going to hear it, too. This man legit just said you can't spell (laughs) Tebow without tight end. And apparently that's what the Jacksonville Jaguars think, as they have now signed Tim Tebow (sighs) as a tight end. The former professional, semi-professional baseball player, I think he did get some burn in the pros with the Mets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the former NFL quarterback playoff game beating the Steelers quarterback, Tim Tebow, is now a tight end. Dancing with the stars. Dancing with the star- <sighs> Bro, what? just uh, The last
1: thing that I want to see is <laughs> him in the locker. Well, it might be the first thing I want to see. Him in the locker room on his, you know, you know, let's go Under Armour commercial and then right. Trevor Lawrence being right in the background like, yo, sit outside. Yeah, this is spot, bro. <laughs> You're not the quarterback no more.
0: Right. Oh my goodness. Just the dynamics, bro. Like I understand wanting to get to the league because like I ain't never been to the league. And if somebody give me a shot right now to be like, yo, you trying to come get like in the league for a second, I'm gonna jump on it, bro. And for so, a
1: million dollars six games i need you to <laughs> pancake a couple cats bro
0: and i'm with it even
1: if the Just boy laid me on my tail
0: sign my check ctc and i'm saying cash check i'm trying to get it like so i understand that but does tim Tebow really need the money like the does it what part of this seems like a good idea I can see if this was like when he was just coming out of, I'm saying, Florida, doing the jump pass and stuff. But this man been playing baseball. He ain't been in contact sports for how many years, bro? And tight end, you right there in the trenches. In the trenches. Who is he blocking with his little self? Like, he's quarterback big, but he's not tight end big. He's not gronk big.
1: I was about to say, you got young, hungry, feisty DNs Duh. coming out of, and hybrid DN linebackers. The coming Spider-Man. Out of, coming out of. Um, bro, bro out of college ready that's running fours
0: four eights and four sevens imagine jadevion clown even the older guy yeah. imagine davion on the end and tebow's tebow. lined up across from him saying he's about to block a, a, a what is it javion clowny
1: really god bless you <laughs> tim, now tim I, tebow uh, gonna be across the line looking like jim baker okay
0: pancaked <laughs> but either way i uh i wish him the best But yeah, so again, the NFL draft was amazing this year. It's going to be interesting to see the stories that come out over the summer. Uh, We'll definitely keep an eye on this uh, to see if any old teams can make some resurgences, see if Panthers can come out of the abyss. But since we're talking about teams that have come.
1: And and real quick, though, mm -hmm. anybody that's trying to play um, as the
0: Jaguars on Madden, y'all holla at me. (laughs) You can take no more lunch money. Yeah, it'd be like that on the sticks. But yeah, speaking of teams that have come from the abyss, ooh, ooh. We are the New York Knicks. Hey. We are the New York Knicks. A couple of weeks ago, we got an email about this. Go New York, go New York, go Go New York, go Go New York, go go. I got an email a couple of weeks ago Go New York, go New York, go Somebody was telling me about the resurging New York Knicks And that I needed to pay attention to them So I got to give you your shots out Uh, Your Knicks are doing their thing Uh, Shout out one time for the Knicks, you know what I'm saying? Bro, what are they doing playing such good basketball right now, man?
1: a couple things in 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 the in the works first of all let's talk about coach thibodeau mm-hmm. right defense. his foundation of defense right now outside of that the the brilliant thing that he was able to do so let me get a veteran that's going to um that's going to rival jordan clarkson for the sixth man of the year mm-hmm. is, is is that what is jay clark the sixth man candidate yeah okay, uh, okay he is okay. yeah because he okay. is he's right balling. he's doing his thing and shout Clarkson out to him balling. yeah Form however Michael. was able to talk d rose into this role right now of contributor of like you know a good 15 to 20 points whenever and give us a 25 point here and there mm-hmm. but also give us six assists seven assists the game or whatnot and, and contribute again off the bench so you got your young stars that's of course doing a thing led by julius Randle. You know who stepped into his own and is being allowed to lead the team, mm-hmm. and you look at it honestly. The eerie thing is how much. The eerie thing is how much Kobe's, uh, paused his DNA or his 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 um, that mama mentality. Type. Exactly, that's yeah. the perfect thing to say. The mama mentality is, um, that that team, mm-hmm. that Laker team, that struggled. You look at a lot of those pieces off of that team. You're Jordan Clarkson, the boy Eaton, you Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. It's different things that, and then when you go back and ask them or have interviews with them, they always reference times that they had with Kobe. And these were during the struggling seasons, so they picked up their winning habits. You know what I'm saying during that. And I, I bet even like somebody like a Nick Young probably has, you know, a good Kobe story or whatever like that. But. um Again, you pay attention to those, those well, players. Was D'Angelo with them, too? Yeah, D'Lo.
0: Bruh. Kobe, like you said, that's that's big that that amount of mentality was imparted in them, cats, and, like, in their youth and their infancy in the league so much so that even it's a few years later and now, but now these boys are just balling, man, and they're elevating. On their own. Exactly. I hadn't even own. thought about that. That's dope, bruh.
1: Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think Julius Randle came into this season with a fearlessness uh, you know, due to that. And also I've heard a story that um something about anytime that they're on the road that he mm-hmm. finds the gym, um, you know, that same night before he checks into the hotel and gets into the gym and gets some shots up and gets work done. And as he started to do that, um, a lot of the younger players follow suit and would, would go with him. So they have a chemistry that's truly unlike Nora. They keep talking about it and saying it and you don't, things like that you don't see until, like with, like with Miami last year and stuff like that. Right. You know what I'm saying, a different teams like that, a Phoenix uh, this year, like you see that chemistry through the way that they are kind of on and off the court like in the in the post game and stuff like that or how they talk about each other in post game and stuff. Right. You know, so that's a that's a big part to me as well, the glue and the chemistry they got this year.
0: And 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 that's huge cuz like if you think about the reciprocal even um with looking at LA, we haven't been healthy for the majority of the season, so we don't have players who have had the chance to have that chemistry on the court, and it looks like they don't even have it off the court. Mm-hmm. Would be I've seen some reports that Dennis Schroeder already wants to be out of L.A. Mm. Um, and to see that like these guys on the court, you can see their natural talent, but they're not cohesive. Or even like to think about the 2015 Panthers, because you know everything almost always gets back to football anyway. But listening to those guys talk about each other, both during that season and since that season, you can see the camaraderie that they had off the field. Uh, I watched some of the draft coverage that the panthers had and then even during the pandemic they just had like a something virtual where the guys all the former teams they were celebrating that 2015 team and all the guys from there were jumping in on the zoom and they were legit like cracking back and forth and just having fun you could tell that they were still close even though after that season many of them left and most of them are still gone they still come back to the panthers and still to communicate with each other even when um when greg and um thomas davis retired all of those cats from specifically that season, season yeah. were there because of that camaraderie. And that allowed them to manifest that onto the field with a 15-1 and one record. And even though we know we fell short in the Super Bowl, that was a very special season. And I'm sure none of those players were, would forget. So for those guys in in New York to be doing that and, and having that camaraderie, that absolutely can make sense why it can, can contribute onto the thing. My question to you would be, you think that that's something that's like... Um, sustainable is that something that you think that oh it's a special team special unit this year and if next year they you know have to cut some of these guys because honestly with the way that they're playing i see a couple of marquee free agents maybe wanting to come up there to new york and if they do like with anything else like what we got to do with the lakers you cut your money from your ancillary secondary bench players to give to your superstars, mm-hmm. and so do you think that it's something that's sustainable, even if they were to have to do that, or do you think that it's something that's kind of making the season special for them? Yeah,
1: I think that it's maybe one or two uh, free agents that they'll be looking to acquire. Um, you know, one, one, you know, one big free agent, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I believe Leon Rose is the president and- um, and then the the figure world wide West, okay, both of them are making sure that up in the front office that we're doing the right thing um executive wise right, um, so I don't think that they're gonna dismantle you know something special that they see growing, however, like you said, there's gonna be some expendable pieces um a Quigley, you know, like, like a few, few years back when Tim Hardaway Jr. was kind of expensive. He left and he came back to us and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So there's a couple pieces, like, like I said, like a Quigley, I would want to keep him, but you know, I could see them changing him out and saying, you know, plenty of point guards can fit into that spot. Um, if they want something of value from, for maybe like a trade or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, the RJ Barrett situation may come up. Um, or whatnot.
0: There's some good players. While you were talking, I just went to, um, check out what the free agent class look like for 2021. Um, some of the notable players that are free agents at the end of this year, uh, Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Otto Porter Jr. Uh, Ola Depot, Schroeder, you, we know who's likely going to be, um, Kelly Oubre is going to be a free agent. Um, Man, there's some good folks, man, that I could yeah. see making their way up to but New they York. And
1: again, right. So when they select, whoever they select, I think they're going to be looking at it as, can this person help us and be a fit? to elevate yeah. yeah, to that championship level? So it's not even going to be about just getting a good player or whatnot. It's going to be definitely the fit. But can they help us elevate to pass playoff, like second round um, conference championship? Like, you know, because right now if if everything stopped right now, whatever playoff started today, I could see us getting past the first round perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we get to the second round, you Playing know, like it a get it Milwaukee get, get kinda, or something. Right. And it gets kind of dangerous. Might get smacked in the mouth or smacked around a little bit, <laughs> you know, cause it's just, again, it, it, I, I feel on any given night we could beat any team, mm-hmm. but we're not strong enough to, for me to put my money on us um, through consistent series to be like, oh, we, you know, like, okay, we're going to run that game and gambit. then run into whoever was waiting for us in the West type thing, like yeah. in all series. No, but I think we can win any game against any team in the league right now.
0: And honestly, the whole season feels like that to me, though, because if you look at Speaking us. Speaking of tomorrow. R- right. If you look at us. Today, whenever we. <laughs> when the show airs on. Right. Hashtag new episode Wednesday. And once again, this is Carolina Sports Talk. This is your man, Big Cliff, uh, hosted with my guy, DJ High Star. Yes, sir in high star studios in charlotte north carolina uh but yeah no like the whole league this year has seen parody where because of the covid protocols but because of people missing time for covid because of injuries and and just coming off the shortest break in, in between seasons in nba history everybody seemed like they are vulnerable i mean even like the teams like the Suns who are Pretty much, predominantly healthy for the most part. Even they seem kind of like they can be beaten in the East. You've got your Phillies. You've got your Boston. Boston. See, Boston. I don't know if they're gonna be able to make it, and they got a they got a little hike in front of them. But even with Brooklyn, though, like Brooklyn has not been healthy. Their big three has played seven games together this entire Mm -hmm. season, bro. Seven games, and with James Harden supposed to be healthy by the end of the regular season. By the time they get in there for the for the playoffs, they don't have no chemistry. Now, granted, the boy offense going to just, you know. It's going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be what it is. But def- defensively, when they are playing good defensive ball, I don't even think my Lakers could beat them at full strength. But they've got to have time to be able to get to that point. Um, so, yeah, this season has been crazy. We'll see what happens with them, man. Especially with the uh, play-in tournament starting because the play uh for those of you who may or may not know the uh, quote-unquote state farm play-in tournament starts may 18th um the the i to say the panthers the lakers are in big time dangerous ground right now we lost a game uh not recently because we've won one since we lost it but losing that tiebreaker to uh to the trailblazers was was big man we're currently in the seventh seed so which would have us firmly in the play-in tournament but um I'm a, I'm excited for the playoffs this year. We'll see what happens with that and uh we'll go from there. But as we transition, we're gonna move forward into our I Got Money segment this week. I'm gonna toss it to you, DJ High Star, and let you money. yeah, let you rock with it.
1: So uh out here in Charlotte this in Charlotte, uh, this past weekend, May the sixth through the ninth. <laughs> Um we hosted the Wells Fargo Championship out in Quail Hollow and Rory McIlroy came away uh the victor. Uh a couple of well his total score was 274. Um mm-hmm. he shot what I suppose 10 under. Uh and the big number that we want to talk about was the purse that he took home. Mm-hmm. Uh, a cool one. A million four hundred and fifty eight thousand um, dollars. It's a good weekend. The second. Uh, looks like the second um, second place winner came in with eight hundred and eighty two thousand nine hundred dollars. So, you know, shout out to Roy McElroy, Let a brother hold twenty dollars or something, man.
0: Listen, I'm 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 saying I, we talked with uh, on our last episode with Justin talking about the golf. That's one thing he didn't mention was they be getting that bread out there when they win, Absolutely. Man. Like, I understand that it does cost because apparently, like, um, if you're on a tour, you got to pay to get to your travel and to different places and all that kind of stuff. And so if you're not winning, you it, it can be expensive. But uh, if you are, bro, 1.4 for a little weekend, that ain't huh, – shout out to Rory McElroy man, getting that bread. I ain't mad if you chartering the
1: plane back to – whole home. time. Yeah. You know what I'm
0: talking about? Like, getting it, man. If you if you think you if you had to pick one sport that you could have potentially gone pro at what would it have been?
1: Wait, we got to unpack this more. What do you mean though? Like uh that that I would choose to my liking or that I was able to physically?
0: Yes, either one. Wait, <laughs> if I could play any sport. Like okay, l- okay, let me make it more specific for you. All right. If you could play any sport and get paid to do it, which one would you play?
1: God bless me with the Skills yeah, and the everything skills to have be the a, best good, of the, a yeah. decent career in whatever respect this sport. Yeah, whole time. Um, uh, I would, I would say basketball. Really? Um, I know the high uh, margin or the high, you know, um, chance of of injury, but that was just the brother's first love, I guess. With the the money, so let's say, like, yeah, yeah, with the money, you know, maybe a soccer
0: okay okay and see that's exactly where i was going with it for me baseball number one because just the length of their careers soccer would definitely be second because soccer if you're good you're gonna see the entire globe you're gonna be able to be in the premier league right not premier but the premier league um and and they get money they get lifetime contracts bro like 50, 60 million a year, like, mm-hmm. it ain't nothing, because it's the world's game, literally everywhere else, other than the America, the United States, it's like the most popular game, and so, like, they would be getting that money, money, mm-hmm. even with the failed Super League thing that they went through recently, they still got bread, and that's what that all was about anyway, right. was them trying to right. get that money, but, yeah, bro, baseball? Yeah. I'm trying to get some baseball numbers, and, dog, with baseball, like, you got cats, um, oh, I forget who it was, but you got cats who, for the rest of their lives, teams are playing $1 million a year, forever yeah
1: you see what i'm saying yeah that's true that's true
0: 10 year 560 trillion dollar contract like they get that bread like yeah no
1: then you got um you know golf or like tennis where i might be able to earn that that purse as a 17 year old or something right 18 19 year old and i'm getting my first two million dollars from a tournament or something like that
0: yeah but see golf even in itself is like Golf almost to me is like the rich man's curling. You know, everybody think they can curl. I, ain't never, I can do that in my house. Golf, anybody can think they can go out there and swing. But there's like technique and that's, not, that's Absolutely. Not hard. And it's highly competitive as well. Exactly. So, yeah, Because nah, the
1: level of professional sports is, okay, all of us are now um, masters at the technique of this. But then now it's the next level of competition. And
0: now it's, with, you working know, With abilities and experience and in-depth knowledge and all that. Yeah, it's different, man. So just before we leave, it's time for quick hits. We are going to jump through a couple of the quick sports stories, give you a little quick reaction from it, and then let you guys go. So to start off, we are going to jump into Mr. Chris Berman signing a multi-year contract. Mr. Sportsman, Mr. NFL himself is back with the NFL uh, for apparently another multi-year contract, what do you think about that, man? Through
1: through who? ABC or
0: ESPN specifically? Oh,
1: okay, yeah. Shout out to Berman, man. You know, yeah, a staple. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's kind of like even when they try to take him off the air and got him on no low ESPN Plus, it's like he's supposed to be there. But the NFL has renewed nine social justice grants totaling two point five million dollars. We fussed and we fussed and we argued and we fussed about uh, the Kaepernick situation. He has now been paid. They made the promises and they fulfilled last year. They gave six point one million dollars. This year they are giving another two point five million. You think the NFL is finally putting their money where their mouth is?
1: Yo, shout out to um, shout out. I just wanted to <laughs> shout out Blue Ivy and um, and I told y'all, you know, that we would do this. Thank you, Mr. Goodell, for being a man of your word. <laughs> Yeah, man. Shout out to Jay-Z.
0: Yeah, he, he helped hold him boy accountable, man. Doc, tell me if you heard about this one. Seattle Seahawks wide receiver D.K. Mac- Metcalf runs a 100 meters in 10.3 seconds and finish, finishes 15th out of 17th. And they've been roasting this dude on social media. Did you peep that?
1: I did. And I want to say shame on all of you who roast this man. And I want to also say shout out to Pete Carroll. And Russell Wilson. Do you see what kind of monster and alien? I mean, y'all already knew what kind of alien y'all had. But supreme shout-out to DK Metcalf. Because it takes a... It, that's that's just... It, it takes true character and it just takes a true athlete. It's not even about a man or a woman, but it takes a true athlete to, you know, to go into another arena, do your thing. And I, I feel like it was respectable. It was, a, what, a 10.33, I think, in the Olympic trials? Uh... Uh, cutoff is like a 10.5 I want to say.
0: Mm-hmm. Listen, but the fact that he is that big, he was 50 pounds heavier than anybody else out there. That boy is way too big to be running that fast man, but yo, shout out to and him. And
1: again so the roasts were coming because he came in last, correct?
0: Right. Meanwhile foolish, and hadn't had not six not months to train for it because this was something recent or whatnot so they wilding on social media. Uh, one time uh, sad moment uh, Tyree caught uh, Cohen rather the Bears running back, former N C A N T. His brother got found was found dead, uh electrocuted on a some job. He was like climbing a pole or whatever. So shout out to the Cohen family, man. We we wish him the best. You know, he's he he was mad. He was a monster, man. Tyreek was at ANT, so we sad to hear that for his family and everything. But you got yeah, a quick happen in North Carolina. Yeah, right here in North Carolina, yeah, whole mm-hmm. time. So shout out to him and his family, man. You got a quick hit for me, bro?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess my quick hit is more or less, uh, you know, Floyd and and Logan Logan Paul. Who you got?
0: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) For my personal reasons of this, bro, after watching that little publicity, publicity, publicity,
1: publicity. Publicity,
0: Yeah, because I couldn't say that word clearly. Aside from their publicity stunt um, with the him snatching the hat, which you know. Yeah, yeah, you know how I feel, but I got to go with Floyd, man. Yeah. Money team. Absolutely.
1: absolutely. Um, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm, you know, riding with Floyd on this one.
0: Uh, you think you'll knock him out?
1: N- no, not necessarily, but I'm also more interested in who Chad Ochocinco will be fighting <laughs> on the undercard.
0: Oh, he's fighting for real?
1: On the undercard. Oh. Now, Matt Barnes put his name out there and said that he's willing to but
0: see now i gotta go get this fight because i gotta see that (laughs) i gotta see chad i gotta see my dude do his thing man because we know he's he's a fighter so we we we, we'll see what he do well this does it for another episode of carolina sports talk Uh, we want to give a special shout out again to dj high star for being in the building
1: Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that, guys. Appreciate y'all. You
0: want to scream your socials, let them know how to reach you?
1: Absolutely. uh, Just follow me at High Star Bars, uh, H-I-G-H-S-T-A-R-B-A-R-S, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, And you can DM me or um,
0: instant message me for all of your DJ needs. Mm. (laughs) Message? Now, also, let them know you're a comedian. Where can they see you at next? What's your next gig coming up?
1: Uh, It's going to be a virtual Juneteenth celebration uh, at the city of Rock Hill. Shout out Rock Hill, South Carolina, that the city of Rock Hill will be doing um, again for Juneteenth. Um, So, you know, that'll be coming up. Be on the lookout for that little piece that I'll be putting together for them.
0: We're excited about it. Well, again, this is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff. As always, you've heard us on Apple Podcasts. You can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Yo, shoot us your questions, man. If you want to hear about us, talk about the draft, if you want to hear us talk about your team, it is Carolina Sports Talk. But if you're listening to us, I want to listen to you. If you have something that you want to talk about, your college teams, your pro teams, your high school teams, More so college and pro, but yo, hit us up. If you want to talk about it, we want to hear you talk about it. We want to talk about it for you. Again, this is your man, Big Cliff. We appreciate everything. Peace. man, you ain't, got the Sorry, man. I, you ain't got the answers you ain't got the answers you ain't got the
1: answers